Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Empower Connection Podcast. This is your host, Damodar Cordua, relationship coach and life coach and yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. Always happy, excited, stoked, etc. Fill in the blank to be here today and give you some relational self-growth wisdom tips, tools to bring into the weave and weft of your life, of your partnership, of your family dynamics, of your friendships, your workplace, et cetera. And a few ways that you can bring some of these lessons more deeply into your life is one, to reach out for your first free coaching session. This is a way to connect and get to know you and your journey if you are an individual or a couple or in a dyad and maybe go a little deeper, building tools over time with me as your coach, creating a space of accountability, of follow through, of practicing techniques and tools that can really create real-time transformation in a myriad of ways, empowering transformation, and at the very least, a lot of perspective into the blind spots that sometimes we can't shine light into, blind spots of our own self, blind spots of our own self in a relationship to others. And if you are a couple or in a dyad, meaning a brother or a sister or a mother and a child, and you're looking to create better ways to connect in relationship, to move past some of the roadblocks to healthy and successful connection and or to create better communication, better ways to move through conflict, better ways to build positive relational tools and intimacy and to be your authentic self while in connection with others, reach out for your first free couples coaching session. And we can also take the time to go a little bit deeper and gain a lot more resource for your journey in partnership with your loved ones. And another way that you can dive deeper in is this immersion that I'm starting. I've had so many people who I've worked with or so many people who are close to me asking for me to do something that includes larger community, that we can connect together as a group and go through some of these practices and ideas and build deeper relationships through them. So taking all these tools and working them in our life with others on a regular basis. And we're going to do that in this six-month coaching immersion. It's going to be once a month for six months. And we're going to go through so many amazing practices and we're going to do so together. I will be there as a coach for the entire group. And then you will be there meeting others and connecting to them, practicing some of these tools and practicing some of these perspectives and really creating relationships that can inspire you. In yoga philosophy, we have this idea of Sangha or community. And in the spiritual traditions, it said that the wisdoms of spiritual life are only brought into our life, are only realized, are only really um, walked. Like, right, we could talk the talk, but the only way that they're walked, we walk the walk, is when we're in community with others who are also on that path. And so this immersion is the same idea, but in terms of our self-awareness growth and our relationships to others. So if that sounds good to you, check out all the notes in the show notes. If you're looking at the video, I'm pointing down with my fingers because I love to talk with my hands. And let's connect. This is going to be from anywhere in the world because it is Zoom. It's online. If you miss one of the calls, they'll all be recorded. But it's a great way to dive deep this winter 
spring and into the summer of 2023. Now, a lot of people in my life, including myself, have uh, come across the idea, uh, a lot of my clients, right, have come across the idea of being codependent. It's almost like a, a naughty word, codependency, that we uh, have been, are in, or could be in relationships that are codependent, and we don't want that to happen. This is something really negative. And so what exactly is codependency? And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. And we're also going to demystify it, right? Because codependency sounds like a, maybe something we, we don't aspire to or something that we might judge in ourselves or others. But codependency is a stable system of relationship that is very common and that many of us as young people, uh, when we're young and our family of origin, we adapt to as a way to survive, as a way to create connection in our lives, stability in our families, and uh, meaning and self-worth. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And you know, the interesting thing is that codependency has its roots in Alcoholics Anonymous. So back in the day when there was families dealing with someone who was uh, addicted to a substance there became an acknowledgement that the family system itself or the other person, say, in the relationship also needed to gain some tools within which to navigate what was happening in relationship to that said alcoholic or uh, chemically dependent person. So early on, the term codependency actually was a way to describe a person's compulsive predilection or tendency to be in a relationship with someone who is chemically dependent. And so if we take that root of the word codependency, we can expand upon it and see that that someone is there as a caregiver and enabler for the other person to stay in, manage, solve, fix their addictive problem, to rescue them. If they have an addiction, then I, the other person, have some way to help. But unfortunately, in that scenario, the helper is not receiving mutually what they are giving out. Right? So there is a um, an unmutual or unilateral idea to the relationship. And this is what we see in codependency period, right? So that now as we enter the modern or contemporary usage of the term, it's when there is a system of relationship, one person is the fixer, helper, giver, enabler, and the other person is sourcing from that fixer enabler and not in a mutual way giving back that help or aid. And they don't have to be an addict. They could be someone who could be possibly depressive or unstable in their life in some other way or quote unquote, whatever. And ironically, even though it's, we could argue it's not mutual, it's not equal, both people are getting something out of it. So the person who is receiving from the fixer or rescuer in the codependent relationship obviously gets you know, enabled. They get someone to take care of things for them. Maybe the other person is over-functioning for them so they can not take responsibility for parts of their life or certain things are easier for them or some habits of theirs that are not empowering can be perpetuated. And then the person who is helping gets meaning, gets someone to care for, gets uh, a problem to fix, gets a way to take their stuff and externalize it on someone else, i.e. they don't have to deal with their own stuff because it can always revolve around another person. 
And this happens a lot in relationship. And as I said in the beginning of the podcast, or just a little while ago, this creates a stable system. Someone who is the person who needs the help or needs the enabling, and then someone who's going to fix, rescue, help, and enable it. And both people get something out of it. Now, the interesting thing, we'll talk about the person who is the enabler or giver, is that they usually, so this could be something that you might want to check into in yourself as you're listening to this podcast, they started that habit at an early age in order to get love or connection from their primary caregiver. It might have not been that there was an addict in the household, but there was some way that if they were able to fix, to help, to be the overfunctioner. If you want to learn more about overfunctioning, we have a previous episode, number 41, about overfunctioning, so that they could gain some connection, some sense of self worth, some sense of value and validation in their family of origin. And so what happens is that they may consciously or not seek that out in a partner or a friend or another loved one further on in their life because that's the pattern they're used to. This is the roots of codependency. And then the person who is being taken care of, that is often something that they might've been used to in a dynamic of their primary caregivers. Or at some point, they got connected to someone who was there to enable. And so they gave up their self-agency to some degree. They let go of their ability to hold some accountability for themselves and signed it off to the other person who could help fix them. Now, this is a way of relationship, but there are so many other ways. And I'm going to advocate in this podcast for another way to do a relationship that is called mutual interdependence, which instead of there being someone who is sourcing the dependency and someone who is enabling it, what's more of a figure eight shape where there was a constant flow of giving and receiving between both partners. Sometimes one is giving more and sometimes one is receiving and then vice versa. And throughout the dynamics of life and the ups and downs of life, the couple has the resource to give and take to each other in a mutual way over time. Both people receive. This is a hallmark of a secure relationship, which is something we talk about on this podcast a lot, secure, attached relationship. And this is also another way to in, ensure that secure attachment and ensure it's not a codependent relationship is this principle I talk about a lot. You might've heard it already if you listen to this podcast, and that is standing for myself and my own needs and my own individuality and authenticity, standing for this other person as separate from me and their needs, their authenticity as their own independent person. And at the same time, creating the third, which is the relationship. A codependent relationship is often all the focus is on the relationship, is on that third and the understanding of positive independence, positive differentiation from the other person is lost. So the healthy ecosystem is to have both. So some signs that you might be in a codependent relationship, if you're listening to this podcast and wondering, yeah, what is that? That's sign one. Okay, do I have a feeling in this relationship like I can be me individually as my own self and also see this other person as an individual separate from me, not conflate myself ongoingly with them? And at the same time, can I see that we have this third entity called the relationship? Or is it confusing? Am I always enmeshed? 
It's a great word to use. Enmeshed in uh, the drama of the relationship and the other person is my value only in that. Ask yourself that question. Is my value only in my enmeshment and my ability to be either taken care of or cared, caring of this other person in the relationship? Here are some other questions to ask yourself if you might be in a codependent relationship. Are you addicted or challenged or depressed? And are you receiving help from another person in such a way that if you really take a look into yourself, you notice that it's a roadblock to your own self-accountability and empowerment. Confronting question. That might be one that you just kind of skip over real quickly, but I'm going to invite you to really reckon with it. Two or three, I guess, Ron. Are you someone who is overly helping or enabling? So this is sort of the opposite of what we just talked about. And are you helping or enabling someone else right now without getting much back? Another way to see if you might be in a codependent relationship, have you had a history of helping others? of helping out a parent in order to stabilize your household, of helping out a loved one in order to feel valued and um, fixing, rescuing, um, being um, overly enmeshed in someone else's problems in order to feel valued and loved. Do you feel like you have a need to fix, change, or control people in your life, loved ones, in covert ways? This is a confronting question. Because you might be thinking, oh, I'm just someone who likes to help. But if you really look at yourself, are you uh, holding on to the need to rescue and fix and control through your helping in a covert way? Another signpost that you might be in a codependent relationship or relationships is your lack of boundaries. We talked about enmeshment. Are you allowing other people to become enmeshed in your life and your choices because of your lack of boundaries? which often comes from a lack of self-worth or self-value. And that means if, if you are the person who is receiving the fixing and the rescuing in the relationship, that means you have created very poor, porous boundaries within which you cannot do those things perhaps for yourself in some ways. And then the other direction, if you are over-functioning and rescuing, are you putting your the boundaries of your own self-agency and independence aside most of the time or too much of the time? to become uh, enmeshed in the dy dynamic of someone else. And this happens a lot, not obviously, not just in partnerships, but also in friendships and especially, especially in family dynamics. Do you have a propensity to seek approval and a desire to be liked that you may deeply inconvenience yourself in order to do something that gains you approval and love of someone else over and over again? Hearing that, you might be like, well, yeah, that's uh, that's what life is about. I help other people and I feel good about it and they uh, love me for it. But I'm going to um, challenge you and say, if, if most of your self-value and self-worth in life is feeling like if I can sacrifice myself for others, if I can push myself aside and inconvenience myself to be of help, then there is an imbalance happening. There is most likely a possibility of codependency. And that does not mean that we can help other people. That does not mean that we can't be really invested in loving and caring for others in our life, but there is a difference. And I'd like you, if you're listening, to tune to that. Do you have the propensity to withhold your truth because you don't want to rock the boat or make something worse for another person? If you are over-functioning or over-helping, stating your truth may take away from the neediness of the other person and a codependent dynamic will not allow for that. So tune in.
Are you afraid to, reticent to, unconsciously not expressing your own self and your own needs and your own truth because you might feel unconsciously, deeply inside? Well, this will take away from overhelping and caring for this other person, for this partner, for this friend, for this, etc. If it's not about them and it's about me, maybe that's going to rock the boat of the relationship. If that's a yes, then most likely there is some codependency happening here. When another person, again, lover, partner, friend, family member is upset, you may take the blame or think it's your fault or responsibility. This is a sign of codependency, that you're so enmeshed that their issues may become yours and you connect them to your own self too much and take fault or responsibility for them. If you're looking to dive deep into your possibility for 2023, if you are looking to remove some of the roadblocks that are coming up for you in your life right now, that you're starting to take notice of, if it's in your purpose, within your career, within your relationships, within your most intimate relationships or your relationship to your own self, Take the time today to reach out to me for your first free 30-minute coaching session, and we can dive in, or at least dip on in, into the possibility of what's next for you so that you can make 2023 and beyond a space of deeper healing, deeper empowerment, deeper self-discovery, deeper self-awareness. And if you're in relationship, much deeper potential and possibility, connecting, loving, building something strong with your most loved ones. And finally, if any of these ring true on either side, if you are feeling like, well, some of these questions Damodar is asking, they like put up a, a, a green light that's like a yes, or I might be the overgiver, the the rescuer, the overfunctioner. I might be the person who is um, receiving from that overfunctioning. Take a look at this relationship or relationships and ask yourself, what am I getting out of it? Instead of focusing on the other person, right? If any of these things are ringing true for you, pointing the finger and saying, oh my God, you're the one, you're the problem. You're the one who's making me like do this, this, and this. Instead, look at yourself with compassion, with love, with softness, but also with focus and intention and accountability and say to yourself, what am I getting out of this? Maybe I'm getting, I don't have to deal with my own problems because I can worry about someone else's. Maybe you're getting, I don't have to worry about my own um, purpose, career, empowerment, because I can just kind of siphon them off to this other person's drama. When I say that out loud, I've noticed that in my own life previously with a relationship or a couple of relationships. Maybe I don't have to look at myself because someone else is taking care of me, but maybe I don't have to step up in my life and take more responsibility for what's mine because I have someone else over-functioning for me. Maybe I'm afraid of losing connection with others. And I feel like if I'm always giving, if I'm always taking care of, I can never lose connection. I'll always be safe. Maybe I'm afraid of being alone. Maybe I'm afraid of learning how to connect and understand myself and put boundaries up to do so. Whatever it is, tune into yourself. What am I getting out of this? If there's some green lights of codependency, what am I getting out of this right now? And let's take a look. Now, if you're doing this meditation, you're like, yeah, shit, I'm getting some stuff out of this relationship, out of this type of dynamic. But Damodar, uh, you know, hearing, hearing you talk about this, I am ready to take time to change it because my... Uh, stance 
is that although codependency is real and it's understandable and it's going to happen, it's happened to me, it might happen to some of us, it is not the best way of relationship. And through our practices, through our um, empowerment and our awareness, we can cultivate consciously other ways to be in relationship with others and our own self. So here's like a couple of ways to do so. Increase your own self-worth from the inside out. Your worth isn't about how much you help another person or how much another person helps you. Rather, you are worthy of love regardless of your ability to help others. And you're also worthy of love regardless of your ability to be helped by others, to be overly cared for or taken care, care of by others. The, and this isn't just a wake up one day and decide to love ourselves type of bullshit, by the way, because some of these patterns have been put into us, have been uh, accepted and perpetuated by us and really given us maybe some paybacks, which is why we just asked those questions. What are you getting out of it for many years? So that means it's going to take some time to zoom in and zoom out, take stock and start to repattern how we do a relationship. It's not simple. It's a journey. So I invite you on this journey. You may truly need to put in the work to love yourself and accept yourself. If you're not feeling that in a relationship, if you're feeling you're too enmeshed and entwined, take a stance to do so. If it's a partnership, if it's family, if it's friends, create some ability to separate or individuate yourself. Go somewhere on your own. Take the time to be with yourself, to journal, to reflect, to love, to notice what it's like to not just be there and caring and enmeshed with this other person. Codependency is only one way to do a relationship. In fact, there are so many others. And this idea that I want to give to you is not only learning to love ourselves, but from that space of self-love to be in a healthier relationship that's mutual or interdependent. Wherein you meet another's needs and they meet yours. And you also meet your own needs. And that other piece, person meets their own needs. They have, and you have the individuation, the empowerment, the self-agency to do both. It's not just one way. This is a relationship that's designed to help both people grow. If you keep attracting the dynamic of codependency, then this is a wake-up call. This is not a way to judge yourself, as I said earlier, but this is a wake-up call to see that there is an opportunity for you to take the time to look in the mirror and see what early pattern you're bringing forward, what paybacks you're getting, and how this is a roadblock, not only to your own self-empowerment, but to a higher level of relationship, the interdependent or mutual relationship I talked about, where you can both be independent, your own authentic person self-responsible and accountable. And at the same time, you can be deeply connected and intimate with another person. Imagine what that would be like. If you want to gain the tools to do so, right? If you're excited by the podcast episode today, and if you're noticing some red flags and some green flags, some signposts that are saying, ma'am, I might need to shift how I do relationship, reach out to me. We have lots of ways in Empower Connection for you to do this. One is this group coaching immersion wherein you can practice mutually interdependent relationship with people, redo relationship in real time, repattern your nervous system and the way you connect with others in a group coaching call in community for six months, once a month. 
or connect for a one-on-one coaching journey with me. And we can meet on a regular basis. And I will hold your feet to the fire so that you take some more personal responsibility to bring in the new boundaries and new dynamics to give you both the love you want and the self-empowerment and self-love that you need. Thank you so much for listening today. I humbly ask you, if you like this podcast, Give us a five-star rating and a couple words of encouragement on your podcast platform of choice. Share it with a loved one. And as always, look out for the next episode, subscribe to the podcast, and take a couple moments through what we talked about today or through some previous podcasts that you listened to on the show or with some loved one, even if it's challenging. If you're in what you think might be a codependent relationship, bring up a point of this podcast with that person. Or bring it up to your own self in your journal today and take a step to connect more fully, more authentically to yourself and connect to others in a healthier, life-giving way. One that's not draining, one that's not negative, one that's not toxic. And then as always, throughout all that, connect to something greater within and without. Thanks so much. Peace.